Welcome, 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 Bizak. It's your boy, F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. That's F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. Follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's the handle. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, repost, retag, blase, blase, retweet and retweet, all that good stuff. I miss you guys so much. I know you can hear the excitement in my voice. It's just so refreshing just to like be able to give you guys me yet again another week. I decided to take a couple weeks off from recording just because I'm not sure if you guys could tell. Like previous episodes, my voice was just like done. So um, I decided to just basically take some excuse me, take some time off, get my voice together, get record our recording studio together, get the live feed together, and just make sure that things are right for you guys when you get me. Uh, my team has been working diligently to make sure that when we do decide to do the live feed and the YouTube channel, that you guys get the ambiance, you guys get the essence of me, and you guys get good sound, good editing and you know most importantly you guys get me a hundred percent so that's what's been going on and here we go my weekend guys fourth of july turn up when i tell you standing on couch couches filling up gang signs tossing bottles big smoking on a hookah was everything i did not do (laughs) um i literally worked Every day this weekend, I had three weddings in one day, which was on, they all happened to fall literally on July, July 4th. Congratulations to all my beautiful brides out there who allowed me to be a part of their day. I know it was hectic, you know, dealing with me and my team, but we all got it done. And, you know, you guys gave my team such good reviews on being professional. So shout out to the Shirosity team. Shout out to Trelly. Shout out to... Sequoia, shout out to everybody who helped me this weekend with bridesmaids, uh, brides, uh, just the bridal parties in general. Like my counterpart, Deanna, she um, she helped me down this weekend. When I tell you, Dean literally helped me down, like no room to squeeze in. And she made sure that she devoted time to one of my clients that was in a wedding because I just could not, I didn't have the time. So shout out to Deanna for always having my back, you know, just for this event, not just for this event, but for every event that I've always, you know, I'm always at, she makes sure that I'm straight. Like, you got this, you need this, you need that, you need me to do this, you want me to breathe, you want me to do that. So I am so thankful for, you know, my counterpart Deanna, who also does the breeding and natural locks and stuff at my salon so make sure you guys follow her at drj on instagram um so that was that we also i went to a cookout at my aunt's house um it was pretty chill like we didn't really do much we just sat in the bag reminisced on back in the day when i was doing a butterfly and <laughs> the black parties tingalingaling school bell <laughs> like <laughs> So we just uh, literally was just talking about things like that and so forth. So I think overall, overall, my weekend was pretty, pretty fair. It was pretty good. I mean, I would have loved to not work as much as I did as far as working both jobs. Um, But 
you know, it is what it is. Bitch gotta pay bills. Bills gotta get paid. So I get rich. This is what I got to do. Um, so that was my weekend. I also, excuse me, I also didn't understand why. I guess because the 4th of July fell on Sunday that we were observing it on Monday. Like a lot of places was closed on Monday because of 4th of July, which happened to be on Sunday. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, it was weird. To me, it was very, very weird how like a lot of the the malls were closed early uh, on Monday. Uh, Mel wasn't running. I'm just like, bro, it's fucking Monday. I got to get up and go to work. These motherfuckers got to get up and go to work. (laughs) So that, you know, that really threw me off. That really threw my week off because now I felt like here we are sitting on Tuesday and it feels like it's really Monday because we were off. So it's just weird. Like, I just went to calendar and never threw a holiday on the weekend again. Give me a three-day weekend. Don't be just throwing that... Fourth of July on no Sunday. You could get that shit. I could do without that. Um, and now let's get straight into all things here, uh, all things queer, baby. Pride Month has come. Pride Month has gone. Um, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, think all of the local businesses in Philly who have put up Pride flags, have donated to places like the William Wade Center and things like that. And a lot of the guys that came together to try to restart the LGBTQ plus coalition. For those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's just an organization that typically hosts Pride parades and things like that. And for whatever reason, they decided to no longer go forward with that coalition. And a couple of the pioneers in the industry, in the, this lifestyle are coming together to try to reboot it and just get a fresher look on things. Because that coalition been doing pride parades for years. So I think it's, it would be great to see a lot, of, lot more minorities on it. And I heard that there was like a couple of people who weren't even gay uh, <laughs> that were a part of it. So it's dope to really see a lot of the legends coming together to make a change in the community. So shout out to you guys and shout out to all the people that came out to closet right at the peak of, you know, right at the end of Pride. Like soon as Pride hit June 30th, people just was like, up oh, where the closet doing? I gotta get up out of here. Let me hit on out. Like Queen Latifah. I mean, we all knew, we all kind of knew she were, was gay, but she's never publicly spoke on it. But to see her at the BET Awards speak on, you know, her wife and just having a baby, I was just like, do this shit, do it. Like, Queen Latifah is up there next to, like, Michelle Obama in my book. This is just my book. These are just my opinions. These are just my thoughts. So... Queen Latifah, I think, like I said, she's up there with the Michelle Obamas in the world. Like, she's very well-spoken. She's one of the first female artists, rap artists, to ever do crossover. One of the first female artists to ever be on daytime television. And to be a rapper at that? Like, come on. You, you can't buy that kind of talent. You can't buy that kind of success. You can't buy that kind of success. So, shout-out to Queen Latifah for coming out the closet. Lil Nas X. Sis... I, I get it, but the envelope has been pushed. We scale back a little bit, sis. I just, I don't know. Now I feel like with Lil, this Lil Nas as kiss, kissing another, kissing a man on national television, it's like, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I don't. 
But what I did find a little bit concerning is like the level of tech that you're doing it in. Maybe it kind of make the gays look crazy. Like one minute you in heels, swinging on a pole with a wig on. Literally two weeks later, you're on national television kissing men. It's like, bro, come on. Do me a favor. Like, if you're going to be gay, be unapologetically gay. But do have a little bit of class with it. Like, don't be so messy kind of with it. Um, it, it just, I don't know. And it's like, I hear people say so many negative things about it. I was just like, well, if you didn't like that, I know there's no way you could have liked Madonna kissing Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on national television. So, like, I know you cannot be okay with the lesbianism that happens on TV. Is 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 it an issue because he's black and doing it? Is it an issue because he's I, like is two men doing it? And I it just sucks because I read a post somewhere that says something along the lines like black people only really support gays when. <laughs> they're doing their hair or making their dresses <laughs> and it was just like yeah it sucks but there's some truth to it like in our, in our African in the African American community you're you're told to if you are be gay, if you're gay you're taught kind of sort of it's like the army don't ask don't fucking tell like or we shunning you like we kicking you out so that's why I'm just kind of like I, when I read that quote I was like okay I can see why they do this because, again, and other cultures, whether it be white or whatever, I mean, I'm not white or Mexican, so I can't really speak to the truth of it, I guess you could say. However, in other cultures, it is celebrated in a a much different light. I will say that. From me being a black person with white or with Caucasian friends who... I could have just kept it that way. I ain't have to go back. I ain't have to switch it to Caucasians. I don't know. I just like the word Caucasians. 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 Um, but my Caucasian gay friends, or my white gay friends, whatever, um, they, I, they just, I don't know, they're hearing their stories of their upbringings. I think sometimes in the culture, the the white culture is, is accepted a little bit more because I guess they're, I guess their kids are taught to be more free spirited, I guess. If you could, if I guess if you will, um, so yeah, that I don't know. I just I saw that, then I saw like the post that Diddy had put up and was like, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of like supporting Little Nas X, the movement that he, I guess you could say, is trying to start. I guess you would say, um. He just was, it was, damn, I wish I could find the quote, um, the post. But, like I said, I commend Diddy for publicly, whether it was a publicity stunt or whether it was, you know, just something to do. You did it publicly. You have twice as many followers as Nas X, Lil Nas X, and you're, well, you're much more respected than Nas X. So for you to support what he did and how he did it, you know, big ups to Diddy. Um, I also wanted to... Big ups to um, the young woman who is the first time in pageant's history the title of Miss Nevada USA has been won by a transgender woman. And she is now going to 
chick wanted to go compete in the Miss USA pageant. I think that is fucking amazing. Mind you, she's fucking gorgeous. I didn't even know she was transgender as I was looking at the, as I was looking. So it was sent to me and I was looking at it and I was like, okay, you know, this is what it is. She's a cute girl. She went to Miss America. So, you know, Steph is like, well, did you read it? I said, what is there to read? It says that she's one Miss Nevada, and now she's going to US, Miss USA. She's like, read it. Stop looking at pictures. And I'm like, well, I'm a child, so I'm going to look at the pictures first. <laughs> and she's like, I read it, and I was just, wow. It's fucking, like, her storyline is just amazing. Like, and then she, I think, I want to say she's Filipino. Or is it Philippian? Filipinian. I want to say she's Filipino. I think that's the proper term. Um, so just to see her do that, so shout out, to, shout out to her with that. Uh, all things here, baby, little Kim, honey, the upside down glue on bang attached to the hood of that fucking sweat jacket. You did me. And I didn't want to be dancers. Like you, little Kim, baby, Kimberly. No, no, no. Kimberly, sis, it's a lot of things. I'm always rocking and rolling. If you rock and I'm rolling, but baby, that bang, you let them send you out here looking like a cockatoo. That, I, I just, ooh. It was like a cutout bang. And then if y'all notice, her frontal from the red carpet lay melted, you transparent on point. She had the same exact frontal pulled back, and they just literally clipped that bang to that hood. If you notice the way the hood was tied up at the chin area, you could tell that the bang was holding on for dear life. I wish it would have fell. I'd have been more impressed with the bang had it just fell out during a performance. <laughs> um, Queen Latifah, baby, the, the the traditional hairstyle that Queen Latifah wears, that little pump with the 30-inch ponytail, and the color, her color always looks so rich. And the fact that she has hair all the way down her back and she still wears this ponytail, I might groom, just go ahead and be free. Be free. And hair tip of the week, baby. For all y'all girls out here putting this Beijing on y'all hair to get your leave out jet black and all that funny business. Y'all going to the hair salon and they putting their topic spray on it. And y'all going right outside in that 90 degree weather and that heat index of 108 degrees. Do y'all know what that heat is doing to their color? It's still cooking the color. It's still literally cooking the color on your hair. So then when you shampoo it out, yes, shampoo, not wash, because people wash clothes, they don't wash hair. When you're shampooing it out and you see that brown, brassy look, it's because your hair was still cooking with the color on it. You can, another thing, for y'all getting this red, cherry, fire engine hair, the shortcuts and all that, I'm into it, but you cannot get red hair and hop in the chlorine pool. You can't do it. It's almost like uh, mixing two chemicals together. You can't, it's, you just get your hair color and sit on the ledge of the pool. Don't go jumping in no damn water. <laughs> because like, if you jump in the water and all your hair fall out, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you heard it here first. So, oh, excuse me. So, I that, you know, that's one of my hair tips that I want to stress on. And the braids, these knotless braids. 
Nautilus braids tend to be a lot heavier than regular individuals. So you have to be careful with the Nautilus braids when you pull them to the side, pulling them back, pulling them up, because you're popping your hair strands and you're gonna have a lot of breakage. You're gonna have, you know, those the white the if you ever see when you comb your hair out, your braids out and you see like that white bulb at the end of the hair shaft, that's your hair is gone. Wherever that just came from ain't growing back. That's the little piece that holds on. That's the little piece of glue that holds the hair and the scalp and keeps continuous growth. Um, so, you know, with that, you guys got to be careful. And remember, when you shampoo your hair, shampoo with warm water, condition with cold water. You know, that's just a bare basic essentials of shampooing. Um... So, that was all things here and all things queer. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. That because I really enjoyed this segment. This go around. Um, oh, all things black. Matter of fact, let's not jump into all things black. Let's, let's hold out on all things black. I kind of want to talk about... Today, I want to talk about, you know... I don't know. It's like 18 different topics on this page, y'all. There's like 18 different topics on this page. Today, I kind of do want to talk about supporting people mentally. Like, allowing people to grieve the way they want to grieve. Allowing people to be upset the way they want to be upset. Allowing people to be happy the way they want to be happy. Like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, well, if you're dealing with, you know, the loss of a, a loved one, or if you're dealing with the loss of your home, a fire, or whatever the case may be, why are you out partying? Why are you out hanging out? Why are you out, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? That ain't none of your damn business why I'm doing it. I cope with things the way I cope with things the way I want to cope with things because that's what's easier for me. Like, if you're not in my shoes, don't talk about how I'm doing something. Like, I, this all came, this, this, I picked this topic because it came from one of my friends. He, um, Excuse me. One of my friends, he is going through a really, really, really bad breakup. Like, when I say really bad breakup, him and his boyfriend has been together for 20 years. He has literally, you know, they, they swapped. So, he helped his boyfriend get to school. His boyfriend helped him get to school. Now, they're both. One is an x-ray tech and one is an RN. I'm not sure what the grammatics of the agreement was. However... The RN, I I want I want to say he makes more money than the experts. I don't know. One of them makes more money than the other. So one of them just became like an RN for a private practice. Like he started his own private practice. I don't even know how that's even possible, but he started his own private practice. Once he started his own private practice, he just got above the relationship, which sometimes people grow apart. So they publicly got into an altercation. Down in, down in Atlanta, um, drinks were thrown, tires were slashed, and it just got really ugly. Especially for somebody that had been together for ten, for ten plus years. I just don't like. I'm just sad that it got bad the way it did. Even like I always say, I never want to have a falling out with somebody that I've been with either sexually, physically, or whatever. Like I could not imagine like you know. 
break it. I, can't, I just cannot imagine going to fighting like butter, physically fighting butter in the street, or physically fighting shy in the street. Like I just cannot imagine after the time that we've been friends, no matter what goes on, uh, it getting that bad. Um, but it got bad for them. They broke. They decided to split. So I knew all this had happened. And again, I did talk to my friend first before I decided to have the story. You know, I decided to air this episode. I, you know, he called. He's like, listen, I'm coming up to Philly. I just need to get away. Blah, 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 blah. Cool. Comes up to Philly. Tells me what happened. He's like, you know, it's just a lot going on. It was infidelity. He didn't say on whose part, but he was just like, it was infidelity going on. There was some, you know, some mistrust going on, some untruth happening. It just basically was a lot going on. And he was like, you know, I decided that I have to choose me first. He's like, I listened to your, you know, your your episode where you he listened to basically my episode and he i guess he was trying to hint at the way of me telling him that bitch you need to leave and that is definitely not what i was <laughs> it's not what i was telling him um I, I think i if i had to guess i wanna it was the boundaries episode it was the boundaries episode he was like you know I laid down the law, like, hey, this and this is what I'm willing to tolerate, this is what I'm not willing to tolerate, and I, he's like, I had to be okay with choosing me first and walking away. I said, absolutely. Sometimes leaving is the hardest thing in the world to do, but staying can be the most frustrating in the world, frustrating thing in the world to do. Like, if you stay with somebody who you are sick of seeing, you're spending more days being miserable than being happy. When you leave, you're going to miss that person. But guess what? You'll get over it. Yeah, you get over it eventually. But if you stay and every day you have to look at this person, the way they breathe, discuss you, the way they blink their eyes, discuss you, you're going to be fucking nuts. Like, you're going to definitely be nuts. Um, so back to the story. He was like, you know, I, had, I listened to the episode and I realized I had to choose me. He was like, so I'm deciding to walk away from my relationship. Said, okay. Are you sure that you want to do this? He like, you know, I've been thinking about it. He's like, this has been like over a year of just bullshit that we've both been dealing with each other. And, you know, he's like, he just kept saying, I want to be happy. And if that means I have to be happy by myself, then he's like, I don't know how to be happy by myself. What? That shit bothered me. I'm like, listen, love you love up on you love against you love with you love you don't not be don't not know how to be happy with yourself every now and again and people think i'm weird for this every now and again and when i say every now and again at least once a month i may get a hotel room by myself just to myself just to be with myself whether i just sleep go swimming or what i just need to be by myself just to be in that zone like, even if I don't go to a hotel, I take myself to dinner. Where I'll go take a walk, get a water ice with myself. Like, you know, you have to be comfortable with you first before you can be comfortable with anybody else. Like, if you're not your, if you're not 100% pure to yourself, it's so, so hard to be, you know, happy with, every, with anyone else. So he was like, you know, I just don't know how to be. He's like, so I'm nervous about leaving because of that. He's like, I've been wanting to go, but, you know, this is all I know. I was like, well, guess what? You know someone else. I mean, all I know is driving my, you know, my BMW, but I want a Range Rover. I've been driving a BMW for 10 years. Now I, I want to upgrade to a Range Rover. I, BMW is all I know, but guess what? A bitch go drive this, I'm going to figure out how to drive this Range Rover. You know what I mean? You know, 
that's like saying, oh, I've been broke all my life. And this is all I, all I know is being broke. That's the fuck on you. You didn't you didn't try to know anything else. So he, he basically was like, you know, I decided to leave, whatever. So here we are, fast for a couple months later. He got a five four divorce in the state of Georgia. He decided that he started moving things out slowly, which I told him was kind of was like that was kind of messed up. Because yeah, y'all decided to divorce, but there was no communication with who's leaving, why they're leaving, who's staying, where we're going, how we're splitting this up. So, you shouldn't have moved out slowly. should have just told them you're leaving and you're out in 30 days. Like, my bitch was moving, like, clothes out by the day. Like, packing up bags by the day. And this, they both work nonstop, so they both work at a hospital. So, they don't, I guess they don't pay attention to little minor things like that, but whatever. Um, so, he was moving out slowly, and once they got divorced, you know, a lot of people was like, oh, you can't be heartbroken over this divorce because you, I think he went to, the, I want to say he might have went to the Bahamas or Hawaii. One of those places he went for a week. And my bitch Instagram was lit, was lit, okay? Liddy, Liddy, Liddy. Like, a bitch was laying on the beach feeding the dolphins, feeding dragonfish, um, swimming on fish, swimming on dolphins, uh, zip lining, kayaking. He was living his best life. I guess things that he couldn't do in a relationship, I'm assuming, because he went fourth out of wherever he was in. So people were commenting, he deactivated his Instagram, and it just was a mess because he couldn't even, like, enjoy being... I guess, newly single or whatever. And he went with a, a group of friends and it wasn't like, he. I don't think he was hooking up with anybody, but he went with a group of friends and people just were like, ragging on him. And one of our friends in our group message was like, well, damn, bitch, are you really, were, were you really looking for a way out? Like, because you out here living your life. And I'm like, well, first of all, bitch, that's your friend. How about you check on her first? Um, and it made me look at my friend sideways because it was like, bitch, damn, that's all you see is like, that was just weird. So I haven't even talked to their friend. Oh, God. And the friend's probably going to hear this podcast. <laughs> Bitch, but I haven't talked to their friend. But I jumped in and I was like, you know, you can't tell somebody how to handle their divorce. You can't tell. We don't know what was going on in their relationship. Just like, you know, one of my cousins has lost two of her children in a fire, a house fire. I couldn't imagine what she goes through. And I would never say, oh, well, you're out, so you're out, so let me, you know, I'll guess you over it. No, I can't really say that because how you deal with grief is how you deal with grief. How you deal with a loss is how you deal with a loss. Who am I to tell you how to be there? Like, when I lost my grandma, a lot of people were like, well, you back to work right away. Yeah, I want to keep myself busy. I don't want to be at home moping around, being depressed, being sad. I mean, you can't help, like, you can't help crying. You can't help feeling that emptiness or that absence. But you can help how you deal with it. They always say it's not what you go through, it's how you get through it. So for, for me, I, I just, like I said, for me, I just don't understand how we can ever tell somebody how to grieve, how to handle a breakup, how to, like, when you be like, oh, girl, he cheated on you, fuck him, move on to the next one, blah, 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 no, bitch, no, it don't work that easy, it don't work that easy, I would be a fool to tell you that, so that's why I wanted to kind of touch on this topic, because, like, I have a lot of friends that's going through 
death. I have a lot of friends that's going through breakups. I have a lot of friends that's just going through life itself. And, you know, it's hard to see people not be comfortable with having a good time because they feel like society has put this, you know, this stigma on them that when you're going through something, you're supposed to look like it. You're never supposed to look like, I guess they say, you don't, she don't look like what she's going through or she don't look like what she's been through or he doesn't look like what he's been through or something like that. You can't, you can't bottle that. Like you can't bottle it because one, if you don't have a good time and you sitting at home, you become depressed and depression is a motherfucker. Like I've suffered from like minor depression, never anything serious, but the people who I know who have been through, suffered through depression, I've watched them do things that I couldn't imagine doing to myself. I, like, even like people who cut their wrists, I you know, I could never cut my wrist, but I understand now that I look into it or read into it, I understand how it happens, how it becomes a thing. So, you know, we just, I think we gotta just be careful with the energy we put out there to our peers and our friends. Just support them. Like, just be there for them. Don't worry about the grammatics. Don't ask. Sometimes you don't have, sometimes it ain't even appropriate to ask questions. Like, if one of my friends called me today and we're all like, bitch, I need a couch to lay on. I'm not asking why. Because you're calling me because you really must need it. Like, my friends don't call me for things like that. So, if somebody, even if it was like an associate, if they were like, oh, well, listen, you know, I just need a break from the kids. I'm not going to tell you a bad mom because you need a day off from your children. If they bad as shit, I can't be mad at you. Then I can't say, oh, these kids is bad because the way you raised them. No, because my mom raised me well, really well. Like, my parents raised me, but I was a fucking mess. I was terrible. I was getting suspended from school. I was fighting the school. I was sucking my teeth and rolling my eyes. And, yeah, my mom checked me every time something happened, but I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. So you can't say that, oh, well, you're a bad parent because you want to break from these kids. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Nope, I ain't buying it. I was a bad kid who had a, a pretty fair upbringing. I didn't, and I ju- chose the opposite way. I went with the rude way, the obnoxious way. I went with the ghetto, you know, that ghetto mentality. I wanted to be the project of, you know, the product of my environment. I wanted to be like the hood niggas that I saw all run away. So that's why, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm always probably going to be one of the most supportive people you ever meet. Like if you say, let you need I need to just take a ride. Can you take a ride with me? Fuck it. Let's go. Because I'm just always concerned about people's mental capacity. I, like, my mental capacity I'm concerned with. Like, I had a nervous breakdown. And that's part of the reason why I took a week off of recording. Because I had a nervous breakdown. Um, a lot of you don't know. I work a full-time job outside of doing hair full-time. And having a product line. And, you know, being... just I, I'm just... I have a lot on my plate right now. And it's okay because I'm hungry. So, I can handle it. But I had a mental breakdown. Maybe I want to say a week ago, Steph. Like a week. Yeah, like a week ago. I literally was in the shop doing hair. And, you know, I was on my last client. I had worked literally from 6 a.m. to... I think I got might have got off work at my day job at like 3. I did 6 to 3. Was at the salon by 4. And I did like 4 heads from then. And from then until nine, it was like nine thirty. I was on my last client, good girlfriend, Rashida. She's a good girlfriend of mine. Um, and I'm curling her hair, 
So it's me and it's like the client who I got done before her. Um, my girlfriend. My girlfriend Chanel. So we're all in there and I just start crying. Like just start crying. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. Out of nowhere, y'all. Like literally out of nowhere. And I couldn't control it. But the most important part about what happened was my girlfriend, Rashida, she pulled her hair. She turned around. She knows I was crying. And my girlfriend, Chanel, I'm keep pausing y'all because I'm trying to keep getting my composure. My girlfriend, Chanel, she was like, bitch, sit down. Take your shoes off. Get comfortable. Stop. Like, she's like, whatever you want to do, take your shoes off. Get comfortable. She not once said, what's wrong? She not said, once said, why are you crying? She said, take your shoes off. Get comfortable. Calm down. Rashida was like, you know, go in the bathroom. Get yourself together. I went in the bathroom. Pulled myself together like 10, 15 minutes later, y'all. It took me a while to just calm down. Just I was so consumed with my thoughts. Like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do there? What's next for me? Blase, 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 right? I come out, you know, the shop is clean. Like, it took 15 minutes. They swept the hair up off the floor, took the trash out, all this good stuff. And I'm like, y'all know I'm good. So Rashida, like, I got it. I'll finish my own hair. And I'm like, what? And keep in mind, Rashida's a hairstylist, so she could, she is more than capable of doing it, finishing her own hair. So she finished, she's like, I finished my own hair. Like, she's like, no, I don't like to see you like this. I just want you to be, get okay. You probably need some rest. So I got in my car, y'all. I was so overwhelmed with life and joy at the same time. We locked up the shop. I got in my car. I couldn't even drive. I could not drive y'all. I literally had to call an Uber. Just because I could not drive, I could not get my emotions in check. And literally nothing had happened bad, good, or indifferent. It just was like consumed with life. And just in that moment for them to just be there and like just, again, not say calm down, not say what's wrong, not say anything, but ask me if I'm okay. That meant the world to me. Even like right now, I want to just like run to them and give them hugs and kisses because they don't know how how much of a difference that made for me. And I realized I got to just like slow down. I, I Chanel had sent me this quote or this post. It says, all I can hear is guys saying, put me first and I'll put you in position. The realest shit I've ever heard. Yes, I am crying right now because... I'm one of them kind of people, I strive hard to be the best all the time. Not the best, like, I don't always have to be first, but I always have to be the best. Like, I try my hardest to make sure when they say, oh, your business is not going to succeed in the first year, bitch, fuck you, fuck that. My business is going to succeed. I always, and I am a, I don't know if that's considered as an overachiever. I don't even know what the proper term for it is. But I always have to be the best, my own best, not someone else's best, my own best. Like, and sometimes I put a lot of strain on myself when it comes down to my life and where I see it going, just because I know what my upbringing was like. Granted, my mom and my dad made sure we had and we were good, but we went without. I don't want my children to have to go without. I don't want to have to worry about my lights being turned on, turned off. Like, there were times when 
I can remember us lighting candles because we didn't have electricity. I just refuse to go back to that lifestyle. So I always have to make sure that I'm 10 times in front of things. So like, I think two weeks ago when I had that mental breakdown, it was just kind of like, well, damn, I got my own shop. I got a successful product. People are starting to notice it. You know, the podcast is doing really, really well. People are starting to notice that at work, I'm not getting promoted again. I'm probably, it's probably time for me to walk away from this job and, you know, fall into my career, you know, dive into my career. It was just a lot going on. And I didn't realize that I had to stop and be like, guy, listen, I don't know what's next, but I'm here for it. I am here for whatever comes, whatever you have planned for me next. It's out of my control. I know what I want. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you those thoughts and whatever you feel fit for me to have, I'm willing to receive it. So it's like, again, being there, back to, you know, the basis of that conversation, being there for people is so very, very, very important. It's just, you know, because you just never know what a person's going through. And I'm sure my girlfriends, everybody who see me, they think I'm always, you know, sarcastic and happy and all that fun stuff. It's like, no, bitch, I'll be going through it. Mentally, I'll be going through it. Running a business itself it's very hard because your peers don't understand. You can't go out every night. You can't, like, I have a business to run. I can't party every day. I cannot, I'm a hairstylist. I can't ever say, yeah, I'm going to be done at, t- at 6. Because if my 4 o'clock is late and I don't get started to her at 4.30 and then the person at the hut is late, it, it, it's just a rip as a domino effect. So I, being a hairstylist is very, very hard. Very hard, y'all. Like, when I tell you it's hard, that shit is hard. Being a business owner is hard. It's just like having a baby that don't talk. (laughs) It's literally like having a baby that don't talk. So, like I said, the most important part of this whole conversation is be there for people. Stop judging. Lead with love. Everything Everything else to fall in place is as God sees fit, not as you see fit, as God sees it. Lead with love. Um, let's get to some of these questions. Um, for before we go into all things Blizzard, um, here we go. Hey, fees, what is your favorite? What is your all time favorite restaurant? What is something that you could eat? What, are, what is a restaurant you could go to all the time? And get something different and be pleased. Ooh. That's all time. All time. My favorite. Okay, this is going to be so weird. My favorite restaurant is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I enjoy the Buffalo Blast. I enjoy the Georgia Peach. I enjoy Vanilla Bean Cheesecake. Birthday Cake Cheesecake. Red Velvet Cheesecake. <laughs> Uh, the Cheesecake Factory is just like all time, ultimately one of the favorite, one of my favorite places to go. Just because like I've never had a bad experience there. The food is typically always good. The ambiance is pretty good. I can go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day. <laughs> but, I can go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day. But Cheesecake Factory, yeah, I'm into it. And the one downtown, I think that's Walnut Street. I've been there a few times. The service is always great. So, shout out to the Cheesecake Factory downtown. I appreciate you guys. Um, 
Next question. Next question says, what? I think I've answered this question before, Steph. Um, it says, what is the hardest thing about running a business? The unknown. The unknown is the hardest thing about running a business. Because it's like, the unknown is one of those things like, damn, I don't know if I'm doing this right. If this is how it's supposed to go. Am I supposed to file taxes this way? Am I supposed to do it this way? Am I supposed to use this EIN number? Am I, like, the unknown of running a, is like one of the hardest things of running a business. It's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, bitch, I don't know. This is my first time doing this. <laughs> like, think, I don't know. This is my first time doing I don't know if I'm supposed to do it this way. Like, I don't know. So, you know, it may be different for other business owners, but for me, shit I can't control is one of the hardest parts of running a business. Like, I don't know how to fix a leak. I don't know how to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. That That is one of the most hardest things in the world for me. Um, that's that. All right. Next question says, would you ever consider dating a woman? Could you see yourself long-term with a woman? For what? Like, as a long-term hairstylist? Absolutely. As a, lo- a good, a long-time friend? Absolutely. But anything other than that, I'm going to sit her out. I, 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 yeah. I'm just going to sit her out. I, I love women. I think women are beautiful. I think women are so strong. Just like that. You know, just the what women can do that men can't do, I think it's so fucking dope. I think women are like all there. However, do I think that women are all there enough for me to like lay down with one and be a husband to one? Um, no. I, you know, I, it's, it's a no. It's a hard no, too. It's a hard no. So thank you. But yeah, no, not doing it. Absolutely not doing it at home. All right, next question is, I noticed your foot game be on a beam. <laughs> okay. I noticed your foot game be on a beam. Where do you buy your sneakers from? <sighs> if I told you where I bought my sneakers from, then you would have the drop on my plug, which means that I would no longer be able to get the sneakers as quickly and as cost efficiently as I do. So I'll just say this. I do have a plug. Um, who works at a sneaker store in New York. So typically when you see me with Jordan ones, like the newer ones that just came out, it came from a friend who owns a sneaker store. Um, so, and I won't really disclose the sneaker store because again, I'm not shining a light on that <laughs> for selfish reasons. Um, but I will definitely say that I have a plug and he makes sure that, you know, a bitch is kept. So, shout out to him. He knows who he is. He actually listens to the podcast. Once we start recording live, I'm going to make sure that all these people that I talk about at some point get on the podcast. Um, Last question. Last question. I saw the podcast with you and Trey Real, and I believe you said that you've never been with a woman before. How do you know you're gay if you've never been with a woman? Ooh. How you know you straight if you never been with a man? Exactly. So who told you that, that somebody has to make that make sense? Like, 
you've never been in a gay relationship before, so how you know you're straight? Or you've never been with a woman before, how you know you don't like girls? You just fucking know, right? So shut the, that's how I know, girl, boy, whoever you are, y'all. So yes, I do not... I've never been with a woman before sexually. I've never kissed a woman. I've never been intimate with a woman. I've hugged girls before. I mean, I've seen, again, I've, I do hear, I've done fashion shows and weddings. I've seen, I've seen plenty of women naked. Oh, but in a sexual manner, no, I've never really been with, I've never been with a woman. Not never really. I've never been with a woman. Um, I've never really had a desire to be with a woman. I, I've just always liked that same sex. I've always liked the same sex. That's why when people be like, oh, you weren't born that way, and I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> good, for, good the fuck for me. I wasn't born that way. Good for me. Why the fuck do you care if I was born that way or not? Um, so yeah, to answer your question, no, ma'am, I have never been with a woman. I know that I'm gay because I like gay men. I like gay sex. I like men. I like boys. I like men. I like the masculinity of a man. I like the essence of a man. I don't know. I'm just attracted to men. The same reason why women are attracted to men, I'm probably attracted to men for the same fucking reason. So, you know, did you have it? Thanks for your questions. You guys always make sure you soup us up with questions, which I am very, very thankful for, honestly. Um, so now let's just get to some business, some black-owned businesses. I definitely want to give a special shout-out to... Cold-hearted hookah. Uh, my friend Ray, he is amazing. I'm not even sure how he got it started, but I do know that he everywhere, like every celebrity party, he there. All the hood events, he there. Like cold-hearted hookah is always in the building. So make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. That's C O A L Cold-hearted hookah. On Instagram, I'll make sure I add him for you guys. And again, he's super, super dope. Like, literally, literally dope. Um, I enjoy his I enjoy his company. He is also a bartender. So, he makes really, really good drinks. Mm, excuse me. He makes really, really good drinks. And that, you know, I'm just into it. I also want to give a special, special, special shout out to K. Marie Luxury Spa. That is right next door to my salon. It's 2364 Germantown Avenue. They do braids. They do spa days for children. They, she does my nails. So a lot of you guys who don't feel comfortable going into the nail salon with a bunch of women. It's very intimate. And my girlfriend, she hooks it up. Like when I tell you she has a booking link on her website. She, you know, she caters to that this the, the luxury of spotness like and she's black owned you don't find a lot of black owned nail salons and she's good like i got my nails done like a couple weeks ago and I, like my little clear coat flawless like literally at work every time i touch something and somebody saw my hands they were like oh i want to get my nails done i need to get my nails done so shout out to k marie luxury spy make sure you guys hit her up let her know i sent you guys Oh, excuse me. Let her know I sent you guys, and she will definitely take good care of you guys. I'm looking for the last black-owned business, guys. Sorry, I am a little bit unprepared, 
per use. Um, I know who I want to give a shout out to. I just want to make sure I get her Instagram right. Um, oh, it's not coming to me, guys. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. Oh, flipper. But her name is Imani. She does makeup. Um, I'm trying to find her Instagram for you guys. She does makeup. She's worked a few photo shoots of mine. Found it. Um, she she worked she worked a few photo shoots of mine. She's done a few of my models. She is really good. Like as, when it comes down to makeup, she is the real deal. Holy feel, and she has this essence about her where it's like you know. <laughs> She's very earthy. She's very Erica Badu, Jill Scott, incense, candles. <laughs> like, she relaxes you. Um, her Instagram is Mani, M-U-A, period, O-2. So that's M-A-N-I-M-U-A dot O-2. She also has a booking at her link. Um, she does all different textures, all different varieties, um... You name it, she does it. Like she is really, really good at that whole that whole thing. And lastly, I wanna give shine a light on Nigel's driving school, black owned driving school. And she has really good success rates. I haven't really heard anything negative about her as far as customer service or anything like that. I think she's very professional. I actually knew her. We all grew I think I might want to I wanna say I'm a little older than her. We all worked in the mall together years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, so shout out to Nigel's Driving School. That's their Instagram. They are freaking amazing. So all you guys, all you parents out there who getting your kids on the road, make sure you guys see her. She sets you up. She takes you on the same course that the DMV takes. She tells you everything you need. She gives you step-by-step, blow-by-blow details on how to pass this test and what to do on the road. So shout out to her. Shout out to all the black-owned businesses. Um, I appreciate all. Shout out to all the followers, listeners, viewers. I know you guys missed me last week. Like I missed you guys, and thank you guys for always welcoming and being patient with you know our filming and our recording. I promise. It's up and it's fucking stuck, y'all. I promise. Just stick with me. I'm going to. T- I'm trying to tell you guys. I I see good things happening. I see good things happening. I'm going to head on out. Remember, guys. If no one else loves you, I F W E S E Y B O Y V C Boy loves you. And whenever it seems like life has gotten you down, just listen to my podcast. I promise you, I'll lift you the fuck up. Peace out, y'all.